From cannibalism to cat boiling, 2020 was a crazy year. We are going to discuss our New Year's resolutions, glory holes, our favorite gifts, and so much more. Oh, and sorry, I kind of screwed up the audio on this one. Hi, we're back. Oh my god. And two of us are black. (laughs) 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 Welcome back to Queer. We're so happy to be back. It is January and so much shit has fucking happened since the last time we were in this little room around this table together. 2021, y'all. Yeah, and remember when we thought, like, oh, you know, when that ball hits the bottom of the whatever building in New York, um, everything was going to be normal again, and it's it's still not. <laughs> not even close. It's still pretty sad. We're, pre- we're still pretty pretty much stuck in this. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near getting out of this shit. I think we're going to be in a hole. Did you know I was reading this article that said that only 50% of people in Canada want to get the, the COVID vaccine? So, well, duh. Bitch, did you see what all those people that were getting the vaccine just immediately just got sick? Yeah, Some but that's because, died? No, but that's because no. they all had fucking plastic surgery and they didn't get sick. They had like, no, they there's more. Ball in, like, there's more even as of are today. You, are you fucking serious? If you're saying that you're not getting the vaccine, I'm leaving. I'm not getting the vaccine. Wow. I'm not. I'm so, really not. Okay, can somebody give me all of that thing? Yeah. I'm tired of this. So wait, okay. I'm not, okay, so I'm not a scientist today. Right. If I'm not mistaken, if it's anything like the flu shot, right? Right. You have to insert the flu into your body so your body becomes immune. Jamal, how many things have you inserted in your body? (laughs) Plenty. Doesn't mean they're meant to be there. (laughs) And I probably got sick off those things too. Okay, this is the thing. I was thinking about this. I was, I have done drugs off of a bathroom toilet seat when I was like 19. I think I'm okay with putting the COVID vaccine in my body. I mean, yeah, I one time went to a bar and didn't have any money for drinks, so I just started taking drinks off the table. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's how COVID started. And that's why I'm okay with getting the COVID vaccine. Oh, gee. <laughs> I have done so many stupid... Sh- I used to, when I was a kid, I used to lick every door handle before I went into a building because I like the way the metal tasted. Dude, there was this guy on my on my Facebook who, like, he got the vaccine about three days ago, and every day he's just posting a video. He's hooked up to a ventilator, all that shit, because now he's, like, severely sick. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's anything like the flu shot, then they're they're inserting the COVID vaccine into your body, right? It sounds like conspiracy. I don't know. I but think a little bit, because, yeah, with any vaccine, they have to insert a little bit of the virus inside of you, and obviously that's how the vaccine works in order for your body to create an antibody so that right. it can fight it off. But I think that maybe right now, because the vaccine is still relatively new, yeah. we don't know too much about it. I think a lot of people like to exaggerate. So Absolutely. I don't know. Like, I don't I'm like, insert that into me as far as you go. Go, like, all the way up to the elbow. That's how far I want you to insert that vaccine inside. Uh-huh. Jay, are you getting it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nope, nope. I'm going to wait a few years. I'm going to see how many people die okay. off. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But let me challenge you on that. What if for your job, because I know... I know yeah, so job, we were but, talking about that at work. Yeah. So, for example, like, teachers, like, they are probably have to get it. Right. Because mm-hmm. without it, they obviously are not going to teach or like healthcare workers. So like if your job makes you get it, would you get it? Of course, you're not gonna fuck up your money. So right. <laughs> like, like if it's taking away from my paycheck, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'm gonna conspiracize that they know this one word, but I'm making it as well. And I'll be in line bitching the entire time. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be super unhappy with it, but you'll do it for the paycheck. hundred percent. I love it. Or well, document the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, also Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because I haven't seen you humans since then. Um, did you guys do anything special for your COVID Christmas or COVID New Year's? Mm-mm. I went to uh, my sister's house for a Christmas dinner. Nice. And that was about it. Cute. Yeah, it was fun. What did you do? Stuff my face. Um, I did Christmas with my boyfriend. Cutie. That's pretty much it. I did not do anything for New Year's. Um, it was so sad. I'm like, <laughs> it was so shitty. Mm-hmm. I, okay, honestly, I think if anything, this was the year that like I wanted to do stuff. Right. But normally I am, I am the least Are you grinchy? Person. Are you no. grinchy at Christmas? Not grinchy. I okay. just like, don't. I just don't do it. Right. Like, I, I get people that, like, love it and, like, you know, whatever. They, like, eat, breathe, shit, Christmas. Like, <laughs> you know, like, our girl Mariah. Yeah. We love that over her. Oh. But for me, like, I'm down with Christmas, like, for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But then after that, like, the magic kind of just wears off. Right. Like, okay, like, I gotta like, move on. Um, Take down the tree. Yeah. Vacuum. Vacuum up the thistles. Let's yeah. get it out of here. 
but no like um i really wanted to do like to be more involved i guess but like you know COVID is a little hard so i know i was lucky i got to go to a cabin with my roommate and uh <laughs> i did see pictures of that you bet and i went with the cameron chase that was yeah. on, on the podcast um, wait is it that or the uh, I like the Cameron Chase. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So and like and, and, and Kabir, who was also on the podcast, because they're Megan all in my bubble. Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> Megan the Stallion, Stallion, Cameron the the Cam the Cameron Chase. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I fucked it up. It could have been so good. I fucked it all up. I went to a really cute cabin, and that was really nice. And we did like a little gift exchange, and I cooked for everybody, and I fucking love cooking. So I used to cook all of my things. And what then did you got? What do you mean? What did I get? For your gift exchange. I got a fucking dick candle and and I got a um what does it, smell like? a, it smells just like, like dick. Well last night last night I accidentally broke it. Not by inserting it inside me or anything. I just fell off my dresser and then the ball snapped off, so now it doesn't really stand. And I haven't lit it. And I also feel like lighting a dick candle would be kind of weird because then once you light it, then like like it's like the head of the penis and then like then it's just like a weird and it just seems weird that you cut off the top. A weird shaft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With balls. So anyway, what else did I get? I got, oh, and I got sunglasses in the gift exchange. And my gift that I was giving people was the best. It was, um, who's that guy um, that's in Face Off? Um, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, it's a Nicolas Cage pillow that is like sequence that if you go one way, it's red. And then if you go up the other way, it turns into Nicolas Cage. Did you end up getting your friend uh, Apple Watch? Yeah, I did. For his birthday, I did. Yeah, it was cute. cute. He loved it. It was Kabir. Kabir was on our podcast. Oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, do you know what? And then I got fucked up with Kabir on New Year's and uh, and was up until 10 p.m. the next day. Um, Bitch, you better enjoy those days because it's going to end soon. And do you know what I thought, too? Is that I think this is the last year that I'm going to get fucked up on New Year's because it sucks going into the new year the next day and being like, I... Have completely failed. On, on January first, I am like not even a person. Yeah, maybe that's because you're like feeling shitty. So like that's like not a good way to enter the year feeling gross. Right. So I think maybe I'm just like I'm gonna like have one glass of champagne next year and then go to be at. That's and then, like, boring. But then but, like have like brunch and then get like fucked up on brunch on the first. But see, have, like, a devil's party. advocate would say that like bringing in the new year's partying is a celebratory thing so no matter if you fucking feel like shit the next day you celebrate your way into the new year right so it depends on how you look at it but i'll right. give you more of my thought on that when we talk about resolutions ah uh, yes um did anybody get what was your favorite gift last question about your christmas slash new year's um this roots tracksuit that i'm wearing right now have you taken it off since uh, christmas day not that i remember i don't i didn't think so well i think i took it off last night when i was sleeping it got hot do you smell that it smells like sweat your what'd you air fry what's the best thing you air fried um, well, obviously fries. Right. Or, like, the best. <laughs> I got it. But I actually made, um, a quiche the other day at the air fryer. Oh, shit. Yeah, a quiche, bitch. Yeah. You gotta go off. Air fry and quiche? Motherfucker. I know, I know that. Uh, you need to try chicken wings. Yeah, so I haven't done that yet because I don't, so I don't like, um, buying, like, buying frozen things. Okay. So I want to make, uh, the chicken wings, like, fresh, but then I, I haven't really been able to go out and, like, do that yet. Cool. You will love them. When they do, I will post pictures. I will send them to you. Put them on your Instagram. Yeah. Air fryer chronicles. What did I get? I think the only thing that I, I think I haven't got either of these presents yet, but my straight best friend, um, his friend is a painter and he has this painting that in his um, studio that he didn't want anymore. So he's giving me that for Christmas. And then a girl that makes uh, bond, makes like leatherware uh, gifted him this this thing. He was like trying to support her or whatever. So he got like a discount on it, but he doesn't actually want it. So he's giving me that for Christmas. What is it, a leather harness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a sexy leather harness. But he's like a straight dude that is just waiting to come out of the closet. I'll give it back to him once he breaks up with his girlfriend and, <laughs> um, and comes out of the closet. But right now, it's a. Uh, Smile. Aww. Cute. Okay, but can we please talk about before we get into like resolutions and stuff? Yeah. Can we just talk about the fact that like already at the start of this fucking new year, shit has hit the fan. This has been fuckery. It has. <laughs> like, fuckery. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, like what's next? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Like I think it was uh what, what like the first, was it? When yeah. our girl Azalea Banks. Okay, so she 
like, and I did see the video. Um, it was on Twitter. Like, you can search it up if you really want to see it. So but so she went on Instagram Live and she dug up her dead cat. No. Yeah, and then proceeded to boil this cat. Now, the only thing, like, before we get into the story, the only thing that I think was positive out of this whole experience was the memes that came out of it. But other than that, like, I don't know if A, if it's, like, 100% real, or if she's doing this for clout, for, like, um, like, clickbait, like, whatever. But it, like, I wouldn't put it past her. Because remember with the whole, like, um, massacring of the chickens? Yeah. Closet? Yeah. Like, was that real? I don't know. She's a fucking psycho. Like, there's some, there's something literally, I, and the thing is, is, like, I want to love her so bad Me because too. you want to just like vibe to this bitch's music because she makes good music. But and like and like none of us are white in this room, so she's like just says that she hates all white gay men. So that makes that's fine. I hate <laughs> most of them too. And but like to say that you're lighting a kitten and there, what is boiling a cat? Yeah. yeah. But, and then what did she do with the boiled the said boiled cat after? I have no idea because I think the video like cut off. But, but why was she boiling a cat? Like for her boo Uh yes. For what? But the blue hideya. What is that? that? Well, it's the Spanish word for witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> she is a self-proclaimed bruja. I love that for her. Yeah. I, well, I hope I hope whatever whatever boiling the cat did brought something better to 2021 than um I just don't get it because like I like she's obviously going through something. Right. Right? Like, is it mental illness? Is it like why are like can she not get help? Like, I'm, I'm just... Do you remember when Amanda Bynes lit the, lit the lawn on fire with that woman's dog? And, like, and then everybody's like, she has a problem, but then nobody helped her. And we just, like, wanted to watch them burn for a little while. I think that's a sad thing about us sometimes. Is it's kind of... We kind of were like, you're famous. Let's watch you burn. Yeah. So th- that's what sucks, because she does obviously have a level of fame. And, like, if this was anybody... Like, if this was just, you know, an acquaintance at work. You would obviously be like, yo, like, can you please get some help? Like, hey, you're something <laughs> But because it's somebody that's kind of famous, you're like, okay, let me just have a seat. Watch you derail for a moment before we go and get you up before it's too late. And how many years has this been, like, in all reality, that she's kind of been going, like, a little bit, that we've all been like, I don't know if she's okay. I think the whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Since 212, we were like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, but then yeah, it didn't just stop at that. No, it couldn't. It couldn't. Then did y'all hear the news about Army Hammer? No, 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 no. Call me by your name. I don't know who that is. Call me by your name. Did you call the Peach fuck? Not not the guy who fucked the Peach, but the older guy. Did you watch Call Me by Your Name? No. What? But you know, like you've seen like the poster, right? No. Oh lord. Okay. Um, Let me pull up a picture. Let me pull up a picture of you. So, over the past couple of, I think last week, um, a couple of women have released um, text messages from Army Hammer of him being like, hey, I want to eat you. Like, hey, this would be so hot if you, if you like, let me open you up and like eat your kidneys and stuff like that. So he's been like, it's been like really creepy stuff of these girls being like, they're like, these girls being like, okay, this is enough. They'd be like, this is just a bit too much. Like, it's giving you a bit too fetishy for me. I thought it was kind of a cute little joke, but you want to, like, eat me, nom, nom, nom. But then it found out that it was real. That he's, like, actually, and, like, a bunch of other girls, like, came up, came forward and were like, yeah, I think he might kind of be into eating people. Okay, but, like, I love how you're just, like, casually, like, mm, I want to eat you. <laughs> and, like, normally in any other circumstance, like, when a guy's like, I want to eat you. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, eat my it. pussy, baby, go for yeah. it. But the fact that, like, I'm trying to find these uh, text messages now because I did have a screenshot of them, but they were like graphic. They were like, I want to break your ribs and I want to cut off a piece of you, like, I cut off a piece of your skin and eat it. Yeah, I want, like, oh, like the thought of like your blood coming out of you is making me hard. Like, these yeah. are the things that were in these. Um, DM these text messages. And it's awful because he's such a good actor and now we get to lose another white guy trying to steal gay parts. Again. Okay, but like Hannibal. Yes, like so scary. He's Hannibal Lecter. Maybe he should be the new Hannibal Lecter. Wait, is he gay? No. No. Uh, no. But, and like, that's like the little problem. Like, but that's the thing is, you know, like this fucking creepy little, this, this creepy sexy man can get, these sexy white men can get away with anything. Because I might even say, okay, fine, you can just eat my pinky. Like, if you... Oh, oh my god. So, okay, but actually now, now that you mention it, um, I couldn't have a text message, but 
the I, the ones I did read, I do remember them saying that the girls, because obviously he's famous and like they were obviously into him, he is attractive. Um, I do remember one of them saying like, oh, like I was just kind of like going along with it. Like I wasn't really like enjoying it or whatever. Like they obviously didn't think he was serious until like he just went on and on and then it was like kind of graphic and gross. Uh, you just live to obey and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Oh, does this have anything? Oh, yeah. I if if I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket, so I will always have a piece of you that I possess. Okay, girl. Like, okay, that's a little bit too much. And this was what maybe the second day of January. <laughs> Come on. That's shocking. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Um, okay, then, do you know what else? The one thing that we didn't write in our list that I was thinking of? Cool. Britney Spears got emancipated from her fucking, uh, from her dad. Did you know about this? No. Well, yeah, it's like, so now her, she had to transfer her, uh, I think something like 660 60 billion dollars to Jamie Lynn Spears. So yeah, yeah. so uh, so now now Jamie Lynn Spears has all the, has all the money and has full control over it. And I'm always like, why does Britney Spears not have control over her own career? Because she's fucking crazy. But she but her dad is crazier. She might be she's like a robot, but like her like come on now, girl. Yeah, they're both crazy, but I think I think back when the, the dad took conservatorship of Britney's shit. He wasn't as crazy. And I right. think as time like went on and as drama continued to hit the fan, they both just kind of spiraled out of control. Yeah. Um, I hope to God that Jamie Lynn is like in her right mind. Apparently there's some conspiracy theory that it was like all all Jamie Lynn's plan just to steal money. I don't know. Who knows? I would hope that she obviously has her sister's best interest. Yeah, from Zoe 101 to just like person who steals Britney Spears' money. Yeah. Um, and then we had um the election. Okay, and the fuckery that ensued. <laughs> like, and all of the fuckery that ensued. Lord. Lordy Lord. The storming of the Capitol. And nobody, and like, I actually really love the commentary that a lot of people had about like how, um, how when black people were doing peaceful protests, Thank they you. were getting arrested and then white Amen. people go into the Capitol and, uh, and like people are high-fiving them to go inside. Yeah. Letting them yeah. in, et cetera. Not even just that. The National Guard was deployed prior to black people even protesting. Yeah. But the National Guard wasn't deployed until what, two, three hours after the riots already started. Yeah. Right. Um, so it just goes to show the mindset of America in a sense. Um, but I also don't believe that it's fully the mindset of America. I think that uh, Trump fully had that planned. He deliberately didn't deploy the national guard. Um, he knew exactly what he was doing. He tried to start a coup and it worked. Yeah. And there was like people that were giving like, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi's, uh, whereabouts in the white house and same with, uh, what's her bitch? The um, the bad bitch um, uh, that that has the three letter name. Oh my god, Jay, you sound so stupid. Um, <laughs> she's young. She used to be a bartender in New York, and now she's like. And then she's like, "Not about Alessandra Cortez." Yes. Okay, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what is the what's the, how do people what do they always have the LC ALC ALC Jay read a fucking book. Um, and like where her whereabouts was and all of this shit it's like it's really disappointing to be like this guy that like the the last person to get impeached was somebody who had sexual relations with somebody and now he it took this long for us to impeach him again when he's like literally doing a war against his own country Mm -hmm. shocking It's, it's just okay for me it's not even all of this it's like crazy it's the fact that this is obviously still happening and like I guarantee you once it's all over once you know um like we kind of start fresh people are just gonna forget I don't think so really I don't think so I think Trump ignited a spark within America that was always just kind of dimmed um but then he's he's liberated this this extremist group to feel like they have more power than they actually truly have so I feel like for at least in t- the entire four years of Biden's term, people are going to be fucking just acting out, possibly trying to kill Biden, all that kind of stuff. You can't just, you can't release a dog from its cage and then expect to go back, expect it to go back in its cage once you say go to bed. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like you've already released the hounds. Now you're going to have to somehow fucking either shoot the dog or fucking rally it up and put it back in its crate, right? But it's not It's not done. Like, I'm convinced that um, come Wednesday, it's going to be a shit storm in America because that's when Biden gets inaugurated. Yeah. Um, I can't you, wait to see what the fuck happens. Um, you know, they released the National Guard in fucking, for all the capitals, right? Like, within America. Uh, Michigan, I want to say Arizona, all that kind of stuff. Like all the capitals right now are already surrounded by guards. Good, right? So, yeah, and you know what? That bitch got impeached again. So and lost Twitter, lost his Twitter. But um, that's like fuck and, that. Like why? Are, like we need to get that motherfucker behind bars. He needs to serve time in jail. He needs to be raped. He needs to be all that kind of shit, right? Yeah, like <laughs> no, like he needs to. He needs to. He needs to that's serve. Like, you're queer. We do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he needs to serve like hard time. But he won't. I mean? He's too rich. Rich people don't go to jail. He, the thing is, it all depends on because I know certain states are pursuing legal charges against him. Yeah. Um, if those go through, he will serve some kind of time. Um, but he's probably going to be like in a mansion that has like four bars. You know what I mean? But like he needs to be prosecuted at the full, ex- full fullest extent, one hundred percent. I hope that Army Hammer gets his hands on him and asks to drink his blood. <laughs> and just shave his hair off. Like, he's like, yeah, you're going to give me your blood. I'm going to drink it. You're Would you want to drink blood. Trump's blood? No, but Army Hammer's a freak. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he's into it. They need to get the motherfucker <laughs> because as of right now, he's planning on running again in four years. And like, could you imagine? But I don't think he can now. He got, he got double peached. No, so he needs to be convicted in order to not be allowed to uh, I don't understand again. American politics at all. Yeah, as of right now, if if he's not convicted <laughs> of the charges, he can still run again in four years. He will still get the pension. He will still get all that kind of shit. So unless it actually passes through Senate, he's walking away fucking laughing. But well, if Trump, if you're listening to this, eat shit and die, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, on to brighter and worse news. It's not even worse. It's actually just average. Uh, did anybody see Wonder Woman? That everybody was so excited to come out on Christmas Day, and some people spent thirty dollars on yeah. it because they were so excited to watch this movie. There was so much anticipation because it was like delayed. Yeah, and then finally when it came out, it was like I mean, it was meh. It was kind of like it was probably one of like one of the most boring superhero movies I've ever watched. Except the only thing they did good was that Cheetah that was played by Kristen Wiig um, is when she turned into Cheetah. Um, that's how they should have done cats. Like, she looked really good. Um, Slightly. Yeah, it was like a bit better than what like, cats CGI looked like. Cats was garbage. I never, I couldn't even watch it. I cats was it garbage. It was maybe, okay, if, if we're going to compare it to cats, I would say that the CGI was probably like maybe just one or two steps above cats. Oh, like, really? Not great. I thought she looked really good as a little cheetah. No, only because, like, mm-hmm. like I don't even know what they did because, like, you couldn't even tell it was Kristen Wiig. I'm like, okay, y'all went, like, way too far. Right. I get what you mean. You know? And, yeah. like, I kind of, when I watch movies, like, I kind of, obviously, like, you casted Kristen Wiig for a reason. Yeah. So don't, at the end, don't make her look completely unrecognizable. You know? And, like, it looked completely CGI. Like, I don't even think they, like, an actor was a stand-in, whether it be a body double or whatever, for that end fight scene. The only thing that was really good was that was that fucking golden suit that Wonder Woman was wearing. It was so impractical. Oh, for sure. Super, super impractical. But I would, if that walked down the the fucking runway on RuPaul's Strike Race, I'd be like, yes, bitch, work. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what about the New Year's performances? Did anybody watch them or any of like the live streams of any of the shit that no. was happening in New Year's? Mm-mm. I was sleeping. Oh, <laughs> you are so. I was sleeping. You like have your little glasses on right now and your roots and your roots sweatshirt or sweat suit and you're just it's like, a vibe, right? You're living, you're living your old man thing. That's it. A bit. Um, was it? Was it? Uh, uh, so J Lo. Yeah, ran into the ran into the. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing that I do remember, and yeah. like it wasn't even really that great. Like I think it was just like the overall atmosphere of like because obviously you know in New York um, when it comes to like New Year's it gets full yeah right like have, have any of you guys ever been to New York during Christmas time I have Christmas? for Christmas but not for New Year's okay so you understand that like when you like obviously non-COVID yeah when you go and you're in New York during Christmas time during that time like it's so packed even yeah. just like during the day yeah like, just like walking into the street and on yeah there's so many people it is crazy like and then just seeing that like I don't know the stage the the area like the little like um, sectioned off portions of like just two or three people, people <laughs> and they're all wearing masks and then like they kind of filled in the audience with those like inflatable men. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so 
sad. Like, I know. I was watching a live stream of Times Square. I watched like just a live stream of it, and there's like four people walking down Times Square, and you're just like, this is so sad. It's like, what is the point? Yeah. And if I was JLo at that point, I was like, so y'all want me to perform for maybe 20 people? Yeah, but that's what you gotta do in these COVID times. That's so sad. Yeah, and nobody really has, nobody even has cable anymore, so I don't even know who's watching online. Right. Say lovey. Um, last thing that I wanted to talk about, which I think is the funnest uh, topic of the day, um, is gaze over COVID. Have you guys seen this Instagram yet? <laughs> I took a look at it, like, briefly. Gaze. Like, if you're gay right now in Puerto Vallarta listening to this, you, I'm not, I'm upset with you. Hey. Why? Because they're gone? No, you should not be imported by Arnold right now. You should be at home. You should be doing things at home in your house with your two friends and you should not be having sex with all those hot boys in bikinis. Yes. Stop okay. doing that. Go home right now. Get home. <laughs> I cannot stand. So like, okay. I follow like gay Twitter religiously. Yeah. Like, I think more so than Instagram, more so than any other social media right. platform. I just, I love the drama and I like, truly like the memes that come from gay Twitter are they, they're the ones that always come up first and then they kind of trickle their way down to all the other platforms. Now, I just don't understand what is wrong with you that you cannot just sit this one out. Like, do you have to go to that party? Do you have to go and have sex with all of these people? Do you have to go and just do the same thing over and over again in a pandemic girl? I know, or like the underground uh, big giant party in Brazil. Yes. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, I get it. Do you know what? I was at the club. Like, I am an alcoholic that loves going to the club. I get it. I sometimes sit in bed and cry, being like, please let me just dance to the new fucking Lady Gaga album once. Once with people touching me. One time, please. But I don't, because I'm trying to be fucking responsible. Sure. I'm trying to do one, and you know what, we're all not good COVID girls. Like, all of us have done one thing or another that we've been like, oh, this is probably not good COVID sure. protocol. But going to Puerto Vallarta and with, <laughs> with all of these fucking people, and like, especially people that work in like healthcare that are going, I'm like, girl, girly girl, girl. I think it's COVID fatigue. And like, I feel like when, when our our governments contradict themselves <laughs> yeah. so much, it almost makes you feel like, you know what? Why the fuck aren't I going on vacation? Right. Because it's like, how dare you shut down an entire city and then just like, oh, but you can go to Walmart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's more people at Walmart than there are on the beach. Like, get the fuck out of here. Okay, right? for sure. I totally get that. And yeah, I am a bitch that's over here fucking fatigued as well. But like, the thing is that, like, I don't do things that are crazy like that because I just want things to go back to normal. Right. And the more people that do do things like go to Puerto Vallarta and just, you know, pretend like a fucking pandemic doesn't exist. But then what's the difference between going to Walmart? But they're the ones that are making these lockdowns and these things, like, longer. How so? Because you're still going to Walmart. Yeah, I am. But the government is seeing that all these motherfuckers are still going out doing whatever the fuck they want. But why is what they're doing wrong? But then when we go shop for our necessities, quote unquote, it's okay. I see I see where you're coming from, yes. But like I'm also not going to like uh Michelle that's walking down the aisle and pumping my my your dick, dick right in her face and then Wait looking at So butt. did you guys see the news today? It was like how fucking China had to recall all this ice cream because they found ice cream on the, con- or they found COVID on the container of the ice cream. Huh. So I'm like, all these measures that were implemented mm-hmm. don't mean jack squat. Do you know what I mean? Like now they're saying that you can get COVID through your eyes, but for some reason our eyes are not covered. We're just wearing masks. Right. You know what I mean? But now COVID can live on ice cream packages. So now by me going to Walmart, I'm touching everything. So now everything in Walmart has COVID on it. So then why can't I just go to the beach, suck some dick and get fucked and then live my best life? Because if I go to Walmart and buy some fucking toilet paper, I'm going to get COVID anyway. Or if I get the vaccine, I'm going to get COVID anyway. Regardless, we're all fucked. So you might as well get fucked and enjoy your best life. (laughs) So we are not condoning that you do not follow the safety protocols of COVID-19. But we do say that, do you know what? Some of the shit is bullshit. It sucks. It sucks. And it's sad. But all I'm saying, girl, is we just need to do a little bit of our part. Just try a little. 
Like, I mean, I haven't been the goodest girl ever, but I tried. My upstairs neighbors, they're old men, and they do not care at all. They're like this gay couple, and he's like, I don't even care. He, like, works on the TTC, and he doesn't wear them. And he's like, I'm in my little box. I don't wear my mask. I was like, baby, that's not how it works. <laughs> and he was like, above me. So, like, I'm very nervous. Uh, but then he was like, he was like, are you having a New Year's party at your house? And I said, no. And he said, you can if you want. We have no problem with it. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> he just wants to see all the hot boys outside of his apartment, outside of his house. He's like, ooh. Um, but the thing is, is Karma did hit those people in Puerto Vallarta that were on the party boat, and the boat sank. Um, and I was singing my the Karma boat. The boat sank? Yeah, 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 bro. Like, got a hole in it, and, like, all of these gays are like, please help me! Somebody help me! They're all in their speedos. Nobody dies. No. It was great. Oh, my God. It was legendary. God was like, I hate faggots! <laughs> oh, my God. And the boat fell in. It's like, Karma's a bitch, but also, um, so were most of those people that went. Um, I and also the thing is, actually, at the end of the day, I don't even care that they went to Puerto Vallarta. I just don't like those types of bitches. They're like, they're, they're, like I just know who those girls are. I know who those girls are, and that's the reason I don't like them. And they don't even care. They like, they have, all of them probably already got COVID. They're like, I already got it, so it's fucking fine. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. it. I mean, I, there was like the one party here that my friend went to that uh, there were like sixty people at, and uh, fifty-five of them got COVID from the party, and I was like. Serves you right. So who were the lucky five that didn't? What would they um, do? They just sat down. The they they only use glory holes when they were at the party. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only way. So to we go. can't get COVID from sucking dick. No, because COVID does not come from semen. Nice. So if you have, if you want to, we we are now making merch, uh, queer merch that are um, portable glory holes, and you can buy <laughs> them on our website. Um, they're very cheap. Just walk around with one yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. Just folds right out. You whip it out. You just have to attach it. It has two little suck you things that go on the ceiling. And then it just goes down. And then you can present your dick through the hole and wait for a surprise. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we could talk about the shenanigans, all the shenanigans that have happened in the past uh, two weeks, three weeks since we last seen each other. But it like almost hurts my soul um, how many bad things happen. But hey. The we, thing is, they're going to continue to happen. Like, we're all, it is only the 17th of January. Yeah. We got like how many more days left? Yeah, until twenty twenty two. I'm just like it's never going to end. I know, like March, like when March comes around, it's like we've been a year in yeah. quarantine. Yeah. Doesn't feel like a year at all. Yeah, but where did time go? Where Where did the time go? Who knows? Uranus. <laughs> uh, but now we are in. We, you know, it's hard to see uh, the future. Um, and it, cause it looks so, so bleak, but we, I have, I have been thinking about New Year's resolutions and, uh, and if I have any, does any, do you guys have any, uh, do you guys make any big New Year's resolutions or little New Year's resolutions or things like that? Yes. Well, okay. So the thing with resolutions this year, I think are going to be really different than they are going to be like era that they were like any other year, because obviously we're all aware that. The major big resolutions have to do with overall health. Like, you yeah. know, people want to go to the gym more. They want to be healthy. <laughs> they want to do whatever. It's always the same bullshit, right? These resolutions yeah. last maybe a couple weeks, and then everybody just goes right back to normal. Right. Whereas now, I think so many people's lives have been completely flipped upside down. Like, people that have been working at jobs for, like, 20-plus years now don't have a job. Now they have to go and start back at square one. So, like, families have been, you know, pretty much, like, just just in the hole. Right. For lack of a better term. And now they're probably not really thinking like, oh, I gotta eat better or I'm gonna go to the gym. No, I'm gonna fucking like turn my entire life around. So that's kind of, I think, where people's resolutions are kind of going. Do you remember when people's resolutions were like, I'm gonna Marie Kondo my apartment. (laughs) And now we're like, who the fuck's Marie Kondo? I don't have time. I've been in my apartment for this long and it's a mess. Yeah. Because I don't fucking care anymore. God, I can't. So, for, like, for me, for my New Year's resolutions, like, I like to just keep the bar very low. So, even <laughs> regardless of COVID or not, the the key is keep the bar low. Because even if you don't want to do it, like, after a couple weeks, that bar, it's just, you can still reach it. Right. So, for me, it's, like, it's just being more hydrated. Like, drinking a little bit more water. Like, just trying to be aware of the things that I'm doing 
that kind of bring me more joy. So like, if I know that, you know, playing a video game for like an hour, is going to make me just a little bit happier. I'm going to play that video game. Love that. You know? So things like that. What about you? Um, so I got so fucking fucked up on New Year's, um, that I was up until 10 PM the, the next day. Um, I went to sleep and I probably that night with me and my friend, it was just me and my friend. I smoked like two full packs of cigarettes. I'm a smoker. I've been a smoker since I was like 14, but I woke up and I was like, I've never not wanted a cigarette so bad in my life that the thought of smoking a cigarette, I was like, I can't do this. So I accidentally got a new resolution of quitting smoking. And this is the first time I've told people because I don't want anybody to know that like I failed at it. Right. Um, but I have not, I had, I've had two cigarettes since January 1st and they were both when I was drunk. So they don't really count because drunk cigarettes don't count. And so it's been like 17 days without like, and like almost two weeks since I've smoked a cigarette. Good job. So it's, that's my New Year's resolution right now is that. And then my other one is to not, uh, drink too much wine or get too fucked up the night before I know I have big commitments the next day. Um, that's a goal. Yeah. That's a goal. What See, about you? Um, I told myself that this year, whatever resolution I give myself, I'm not going, it's not going to be like a cold turkey resolution. Um, I don't find that those work out. I find that when you give yourself a cold turkey resolution, you're only setting yourself up to fail. So you can, should kind of do it like in increments, right? Um, so for me, I just told myself, drink less, be a little bit more social. Um, and that's it. I love that. Yeah. Because it has to be easy. And actually, I was watching this YouTube video the other day um, that's talking about, like, the 70%. So that, like, we all would talk about, like, like you know, when it talks about, like, procrastination and, like, perfectionism. Like, we all have kind of, like, this need, especially we're both Virgos. Mm -hmm. We have, like, a need to always be perfect. Right. If we're going to do it, it needs to get 100% or it's not worth doing. So I'm just going to do 0%. Right. And I've noticed that that's a huge struggle in my life that I'm always, like, I'm always, like... I get so down on myself if I know that I can't finish a project completely. And it's so easy to quit. Right. You know so it's mean? just like, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I just stop it and ignore exactly. and ignore the things that I need to do? But then that gives me more anxiety, more shit, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, watch this video and we'll link it in the, in the bio thingy of Spotify and Apple, Apple podcasts and everything. But he talks about the 70, 70% that like, if you can do, he's like talking about the video that he's making and just like, if he can do it at 70%, it's not going to be perfect. But that he's going to do 70%. With the New Year's resolution, it's kind of the same thing. If you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym early now, I guess I'm going to do a home workout every day or every five times a week. But then for one, for like a week, you only do it two times or you don't do it at all. Then you're like, well, I might as well just never fucking work out ever again because I failed at it. That's kind of where that, like all those resolutions start to fail is when right. you just like, you see one mistake as like full ass failure. Yeah. Right. But like, you're still, if you do this for the rest of the year, yeah. You're still at like 98%, baby. 98% is not something that any C's get degrees. Like, you look at all those marks after you have that fucking degree, girl. Oh, God. So, like, it is, it's one of those things that you have to be like, oh, like, if I just put in, like, if I, if I do this and I fail at it once or twice, it's the same thing, like, when you look at addiction and those kind of things. People look at it as, like, your addiction, you have to fall off the bandwagon after you do it one time. How about we look at it as like, oh, you fucked up once. Let's try that. Let's try the fuck again. Let's see if we can hit 80% this right. year. Get back up, dust your shoulders off, and keep moving. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you've been talking to your friend, right? About uh, his little his little program. It's not little. It's a huge program. Callum. Yeah, Callum. Um, yeah, Shape and Foster. So what Shape and Foster is is that they, they speak to six different experts um, in like mental wellness, financial literacy, um, eating healthy, etc. Um, what they're doing is that they, for subscribers at least, they post, I don't know if it's weekly or monthly videos, but it's just kind of videos that help you stay on track. Mm -hmm. um, so if you kind of, if you have a New Year's resolution that, that fits into one of those, that app is a very good thing. I don't know how much it costs per month, but um, I so, found it very interesting. So right now for a year, if you do it for a year, it's $99.99 US. And if you do it for a month, it's $14.99. But there's also a seven-day free trial for you to check it out and see um, if anything's if anything floats your boat. There's bi-weekly freaking yoga classes, a yeah. bunch of fun things. And it's definitely something that I'm hopefully going to see if it works for me. Yeah. I don't know if it will, but I, I really am trying to find my mindfulness in those right. kind of things. And I think this might be a good thing. And also local to Toronto. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of sparked my interest on it. Um, so I'm going to be talking to him later this week and I'll plug that into this episode. So you'll hear that later on in this episode. Um, but yeah, I think it's very cool, especially for those that struggle with like New Year's resolutions and kind of just finding their, their center. Yeah. Um, this is a good way to, I guess, ensure that you stay on track. Keep you a little motivated. Exactly. Um, do you guys have a, have a resolution for our podcast this year? Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. I would love to get everybody listening just a little bit more engaged, like within our like creative process as well. Like I'd love to know like what you guys think of the podcast, what if you guys have any ideas, if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to see our OnlyFans, like just anything like that. <laughs> I'd love to just know what's in your brain. Yeah, like will you give us money if we all have our separate OnlyFans? Should we all open one full OnlyFans with all three of us? <laughs> um whatever whatever that is. Or should we do what's the other one? Fan, uh just for fans? Should yeah. we do it just for fans instead? Um that's the kind of input that we would like. <laughs> but I think I think yeah I think that I would really love to see to see us uh, create community um, have some really awesome uh, new special guests mm-hmm. and to just find that play that we have, have we found in the first season. Yeah, that's mine too. Um, I want to get some very insightful guests, dig a little bit deeper. Um, I don't know. We, we've dug, we've dug pretty deep already, but just find ways to dig deeper and kind of just tackle, mm-hmm. tackle deeper topics that are relevant to our community. And hopefully just get some inspirational guests. Yeah. Yeah. And we're inspired by you guys every day. So I hope you have the happiest, happiest of New Year's. I hope you have the happiest and happiest of New Year's. And have a great 2021, even though it looks a little different than what we thought. Um, I, oh, what? sorry. Let's Whoa. close this out. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Just scream at me a little sorry. bit harder. Than <laughs> sorry. Jesus. Yes. Sorry. Um, when you go home, if you have any platform, I'm talking to you through, not the audience. Uh, just... um stream the movie called songbird okay songbird yeah so michael bay the same guy that made like transformers and all that shit once covid started he rushed his ass to make a movie based off of covid right and um it's called songbird but it's based off of covid 24 so covid has mutated so many times to covid 24 and it's 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 a great fucking movie like to the point where covid is now airborne so they can't open their windows they can't go outside all that kind of shit the moment you test positive they strip you out of your house you and anyone else anyone else that's in there you're put into a quarantine zone it's like i'm convinced this is where we are going to be in like two years it's fucked watch it I hope we're not. I'm the optimistic one. <laughs> um, on that note, I hope you guys stay safe, wear your masks, and love each other from a distance. Remember, you'll be getting fisted some other time, and it doesn't have to be right now. And if you're going to get fisted, use a glory hole. Yeah. My name is Jay Northcott. You can find me on Instagram at Nervous Shipwreck. And I'm Jay Ho. You can find me at Decent People. Alexander Jamal, self-explanatory. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Toodles. Wait, we should really harmonize a lot better. I did. Mine was on myself. Okay, should we try again? Toodles. We should create band. And now for our interview with Callum McWigan from Shape and Foster. Enjoy, y'all. Okay, guys. So we're here welcomed with um, Callum McGuigan from Shape and Foster. Um, we felt like it would be the perfect introduction to Shape and Foster because this week's episode obviously was on New Year's resolutions and how we can better ourselves, etc. So that's how we had Callum here to talk about the app Shape and Foster because we felt like it was it was doing something positive for the community and it can add to our personal health and well being. So. Here's Callum. So Callum, tell us a little bit more about yourself, about your business background, what you were doing prior to Shape and Foster, and what made you transition into what is now Shape and Foster. Awesome. Such good. Thank you, Alex, for, for the introduction, and thanks for having me on your show. 
Um, uh, I'll give you a, a full like four minute background. I'll, I'll try and crush it all in together so your listeners <laughs> don't get don't get too fatigued with my with my accent here. Um, I, I'm from Scotland. Uh, I moved to Canada 14 years ago uh, to live in Toronto, Ontario. Originally, I came here uh, for four months to play rugby and just had a really fun time. Um, loved the city, loved all the people I met. Went home, got work permit, came back. And a few years later uh, in Canada, uh, I then started my own business. So at this point, I'd met my wife. Um, I'd had like a start my professional career and start to kind of get roots in the city. Toronto very quickly became home. Um, I started my, my business in 2006. It was an events marketing agency called Fervent Events. And we did quite well. Like uh, we, we listed twice in the Growth 500 Um completely bootstrapped to start the business with four thousand dollars so essentially a paycheck and we ended up hitting like four million dollars in annual revenue after after about seven or eight years the first nine years i loved the business the last two years i just stopped being enthusiastic about it and that kind of coincided with my own like personal development journey um a few years ago after basically having like an anxiety attack and um, driving at the wheel after a big night like the night before i kind of stopped drinking after that and um, i started getting fitter again i hadn't been in shape for six or seven years and lo and behold more fitness and less alcohol i was more patient my happiness improved and this kind of personal development journey just kind of started happening for myself and it, the culmination was in july of last year when i sold my business um, 11 years at that stage because I wasn't enjoying it anymore and I wanted to start something new that was essentially going to be more mission focused and help people because at an advertising agency you're you're doing a lot of work for potentially big tobacco quick service restaurants it kind of wanes on you you know, a little bit after after a time so shape and foster is a is a lifestyle development app it's about trying to improve people's well-being um through curated programming from a fitness expert nutritionist a mental health professional a life coach a financial expert and a yoga instructor and that kind of takes us to where we are right now that's awesome um i love that because i i personally went through a similar journey um well kind of so i kind of did it all at the same time so like Back in the day, I was like very out of shape, things like that. Grew up extremely overweight. Um, and then at one point I decided to get my life together and get my, get my fitness together, things like that. But then as life went on, I kind of, I went through personal things that kind of drove me into, I don't want to say alcoholism, but very close. Um, and then I had to kind of figure that out, right? And I had to seek help for that and kind of, find my own journey find my own path and that's why i love this app because i'm like there are so many people out there especially during covid times that just need some kind of inspiration um so that's why i love this but my next question for you was so then what is shape and foster and how did the idea come about to create shape and foster and what would you say the core philosophy of shape and foster is so it's a lifestyle development app. It's also available on web browser. Um, you essentially pay for a membership. And in turn, you're taking on a 12-month journey of lifestyle and personal development from six experts, each of who have created these specific courses. So the experts are in areas that I deemed important to a healthy heart and a healthy mind, as I said, fitness, nutrition, mental health, life coach, finance, and yoga. And how it works is every 30 days, um, new course material becomes available in the app for you and all content is provided via video so essentially you've got 15 to 20 minutes of video to consume every month from each of the experts so if you're able to give up two to three hours um, a month of your time you're going to learn from these six experts and be taken on like a holistic journey proactively a massive part of my personal development journey is that I, I dealt with everything like retroactively. What you just said about you wouldn't want to say that you, you would stop short of saying that you had alcoholism. I would kind of say that I was in the same spot. I wasn't there, but I was I was kind of like put it this way, like 
for some crazy reason, like I, I was, I binged, I'm 36 now and, and I binged more in my early 30s than I did in my 20s. So it was trending in the wrong direction, right? Um, but I dealt with it all retroactively. Like I Googled anxiety after an anxiety attack. Um, I got fit after I was out of shape. I started looking at what I was eating more when my weight, I was overweight. Um, you know, like you, you look at f- mortgages and when you're looking to purchase your first home or whatever, like so much of life is is dealt with uh, retroactively. So what members will get with this is they're going to get a proactive approach and an opportunity to kind of learn about themselves and, and to grow as an individual before there, there really maybe comes that, that time of need. Nice. Um, would you say that you guys have a target audience or is it just more so for whoever is in need? It's honestly, it's just for whoever is, is wanting to, to develop and, and, and kind of, undertake like a, a, a personal development journey mm-hmm. there's no target audience there's no specified gender or anything that, that we're after here i mean it's it's completely just anyone who's who's open to to wanting to to develop as an individual and that, that that's all it is i mean i should say that we obviously offer like a, a free trial like anyone can come in and have a look and see if it's for them and if it's not then there's no loss to it. I mean, some people come in, they love it, and they, they stick around. And a few people have come in and, and left, and and that's just the nature of uh, of the app of the app business, so to speak. But yeah, um, there's there's not there's not a specific target demo, no. Fair enough. Um, okay, so then for me, like while all the sections were important, the men- the mental health section really sparked my interest, as especially during the pandemic people are in need of real tangible advice and leadership more than ever. So how does your platform aim or aid in supporting individuals with these important needs? In other words, how will someone benefit from Shape and Foster? Do you guys provide, um, I guess, additional links to help in the event that they may need help in an emergency, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to sort of say that, as I say, all, all the programming is done via um, like recorded video. So members are, are all going through the same program together. However, you do have access to these professionals if you, if you want further access. Like, you can message them and they'll get back to you. We have live, live interviews with them. You can, you can attend them. You can ask them questions. If you want to then deal with somebody on an individual one-on-one basis, then you would you would just message them and contact them if you're if you wanted to work with them professionally on a one-on-one basis, um, or or seek some some guidance as to better other places to to go. They'll be there and they'll be a support system to to help you through that and tell you. But that one-on-one is not is not part of the app. Unfortunately, I mean we just simply. Are unable to scale with that nature. Like if we were to have, for example, five or ten thousand members, we can't have five or ten thousand people all with one-on-one access to, mm-hmm. to six experts. It, it just it's not doable. But you can message them, and they can they can for sure give you ideas about where to where to go if you're looking for more than the programming that that comes with the app and and that is available. Beautiful. I think that's that that's the that's the most important thing is that they have that ability. Um, in the event of that they need further support, right? Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, because we don't know, we don't know what someone's going through, and we don't know if what we're providing them is enough. Do you know what I mean? Even with this podcast, like we we sometimes give, yeah, we sometimes gives advice, and we try to be as transparent as neutral as possible. But we we understand that there there will be someone that doesn't relate or that is seeking more, right? So that just having mm-hmm. that ability to to give them what they need in the event of is is priceless right yeah uh, yeah for sure i mean i think that as far as like physical and and mental mental health um goes like i just i believe that not ha- like not having mental illness for example does not mean that you're mentally healthy like mental health is just something that you have to always constantly be working on um so what we're trying to do here is simply provide um some some actionable insight you know some 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 knowledge that can impact your life and enable you to to learn and form habits proactively 
like that's really what the what the purpose of Shape and Foster is. It's not a it's not promising that you will be your best self in sixty days. It's just, it's not that sort of thing. It's a slower paced um, program, so to speak. Um, but you're part of a community, and community really is everything when you when you're looking to to learn and form habits. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps you motivated. It's uh, nice to be part of to be part of something with other people to be going through the same stuff. It enables you to sh- be vulnerable if you want to be vulnerable. And um, maybe you're not you're not willing to to be vulnerable on like a private Facebook group or on your social media feed or whatever it may be. But here, everyone's in this app for the exact same thing. Everyone's there to 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 just try and uh, you know like uh, move move forward a little bit with their personal development journey. So. There's an opportunity there to to kind of be very open and and just be willing to learn and put yourself out there if you want. At the same time, you can sit back quietly and and just observe. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be vocal if you don't want to. And that's to me, that's priceless. I know, like when I how I mentioned before, when I was dealing with my alcohol issue, um, I would go on because I was dealing with this like at the at the peak of the pandemic. Um, so. I was fortunate enough to have the ability to like pop into AA classes that were virtual and I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable and like at all to show my face, to speak or anything, but just having the ability to pop in, listen to people and their experiences. That's kind of what allowed me to kind of ground myself. So that's, that's amazing that you guys are doing that. But, yeah. um, I do want to touch upon the fact that you mentioned actionable, actionable, actionable insight. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So explain to us what actionable insight is. It's essentially, it's essentially like tidbits of information that you can put into your life um, with immediate effect without needing to do crazy wholesale changes. I'll give you a prime example, and because we're talking about mental health, I'll, I'll stick on the, I'll stick on that topic. So the mental health professional that we have at Shape and Foster is called Tanya De Silva. She works for Behaviour Matters in Toronto, Ontario. She's um, a director there. She's put together a program that, in month one, is about uh, the why and how of your emotions. So month one deals with the why and how of your emotions. She talks about something I'd never heard about before, uh, called the drill down method. The drill down method essentially is if you get upset about something, a lot of the time that surface reason that triggered you is not the real reason that you're upset. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself a second time, why am I really upset? A third time, a fourth time, she says five times. And if you could try and drill down a little bit deeper every time, when you get to that fifth time, you're at the real root of the problem as to why you're really upset. And it's not that surface reason. I, I I watched this video and I literally like that was like validation for me that this whole actionable insight thing that I'm trying to create is actually that is what, what we're creating here because I've since used that technique myself. I, I had a, a day at work that was a bad day at work. This is about a month ago. I mean, I'm launching a new business. I'm running lots of like online ads, for example. Some of the ads are not, are not clicking like some are and some aren't. So it's just kind of getting my back up. Later on that day, I'm at home. I'm putting my son to bed, and he's not wanting to go to bed. He's um, acting up, and he's just kind of playing on the floor. And I've had a bad day at work, and I knew straight away before, like, kind of getting upset or getting annoyed, like my son for not going to bed. I knew straight away, like, it's nothing to do with my son playing here. This is I'm upset purely because of my day at work. Mm -hmm. So I know it sounds like a really simplistic thing, but that is actionable insight. It's, it's professionals that are just kind of telling you things that you can start to understand, conceptualize, and put into your life with immediate effect. And the same goes with like nutrition, for example. Nutrition is always going to be a massive, massive problem for me. Like I love the food that's bad for you. I'm from Glasgow. Glasgow is the heart disease capital of Europe. Like we we deep fry Mars bars. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love those. Like, we 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 invented a deep fried Mars bar. Like Glasgow's not a healthy place to eat. And as a consequence of that, growing up, to be completely honest, I didn't have much education around nutrition. And that has since in my thirties continued to basically me now being not very confident 
with nutrition. So I just kind of make choices haphazardly. One of the videos, nutrition, is just so simple. Again, it's just about the benefits of having a shake for breakfast and all this sort of stuff. Um, so I, I've started like having um, smoothies, like for for breakfast. It's a simple thing. I mean, it's not it's not groundbreaking, but it's just simple information that you can pick up and you can start to make changes to your life at like a nice slow pace. Amazing. Um, so I want to touch upon that because you 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 briefly went into nutrition. So now you have currently you have nutrition you have mental health mm. um financial wellness yoga <clears throat> do you guys plan on adding more segments in the future so that's an awesome question um i think that is definitely a, a likely scenario what i'm going to do like this is going to be a very community based um app um i'm going to pull the i'm going to pull the the members i think in june or july i'm going to pull the members and i'm going to say do you guys want a year two from these current six experts with more advanced uh, learnings? Or do you want to have completely new experts? Or do you want to add some different sorts of experts? And if so, what are you interested to learn more about? So the direction that it goes is is totally going to be based on the community. I'm going to open that up for, for the community to decide. Nice. Nice. Okay. So then with that, how did, how did you select your six experts? Um, who are they? Um, how did you go about selecting them? And then how will they help lifestyle development? So the, the six experts we have, um, Shinobu Hinder in finance. Um, she's in San Diego. Uh, we have Ty McDonald, um, our athletic trainer, who's in Toronto. Jazz Stupak, nutritionist from Vancouver. Tanya De Silva, mental health professional um, from Toronto. Christina Rowland, a life coach from Washington, D.C. And we have Morgan Delicio our yoga instructor who is in Burlington, Ontario. I selected them simply by by, by looking through a lot of Instagram um, Instagram video. I'd search for different experts. I'd look to see how they came across on uh, on camera. Um, like, were they likable? Um, is this somebody that I, I would like to learn from? Do they convey information really well? Then, of course, go back into their background, look at all their credentials, um, get an idea of like their professional history and, and the work that they've done. And then I, I held interviews, I interviewed like six or seven people per position. So I had it whittled down already to like six or seven I was interested in. And, and then we went through an interview process, just like anything else. And then I, I offered a contract. So they're all solopreneurs. They're, they're all small business owners in their own right. Um, and they all have like very interesting stories. Like, it's crazy that just by sheer chance, like the experts that, that we have, a lot of them, their professional uh, career has ended up as a result of their their own personal development. Like Shinobu, the financial expert, her um, mother is Japanese, her dad is Kenyan. They're immigrants to the U.S. And from a very, very young age, they included her in every financial decision. And she says it was really like creative. It was pretty intense. Um, but lo and behold, she ended up becoming a financial planner, which is mad. Um, the nutritionist, uh, Jazz Stupak, her parents are Polish. She grew up eating a lot of um, red meat. And she said it, she never really had, she always had issues with her skin that like the doctors couldn't kind of like put their finger on and um, creams wouldn't work with. So she ended up reading into it more herself, reading into diet, understanding how diet affects the body more. And lo and behold, she ended up becoming a holistic nutritionist. It's crazy. So they're all, um, they're just a really cool stories. The experts, they've got great professional background. They're very likable and they convey information really well. And that's kind of how we ended up with them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so then <clears throat> before we go, obviously we have to ask the question of how much does Shape and Foster cost? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the usual cost for Shape and Foster is $99 um, per year. However, for listeners of your pod, uh, they can they can get in for $89 per year. So $10 discount there. Everyone gets a three-day trial and there will be a link in the show notes um, that will take you straight to the podcast's um, personalized, unique plan. If you want to read a little bit more about Shape and Foster before, before going to the plan, then just go to shapeandfoster.com. Beautiful. 
Okay, so then lastly, what is your end goal or what is all of your end goal with Shape and Foster? Sorry, you just cut out a little bit there. Alex. Oh, no worries. I said, what, what, is, what is your or the entire team's end goal with Shape and Foster? Where do you want to see this go? What's your, mm-hmm. what's your dream? Um, yeah. The, the end goal for Shape and Foster, honestly, for me is to create like a thriving community. Um, I want. I just want to be very proud of something that, that I've built. Um, I think that even with a hundred people, there's already like a, a good hundred people inside the app. There's already got about a hundred members. We're a few weeks into launch, mm-hmm. and I think that just the, I think I've already had more of an impact on 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 two weeks on the job in Shape and Foster than I truly did over eleven years um, with an events marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that as impact for good. Um, so that's the goal. The goal is really just to create a thriving community that enables people to grow and enables people to be comfortable and, and get into a place where they're where they're happy with their with their lifestyle. Beautiful. Okay. Well, then, um, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know before we go? No, um, that's perfect, man. I've, I've loved the questions. I'm, I'm very grateful to be on and have a chance to, to connect with your listeners. Um, you can always find us on Instagram as well, at Shape and Foster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love it if you guys come in and uh, check it check it out. A free three-day trial. Uh, if it's for you, great. And if it's not, then, then it's all good. Perfect. We'll make sure that we post it on our socials and everything as well. Because um, like I said, I, I truly think that like this app is perfect for the time that we're in. Um, so why not? Do you know what I mean? Even the nutrition, people are stuck at home. You know what I mean? So like nutritional advice is is priceless right now. So yeah, we'll definitely make sure we post it everywhere we can and we'll we'll do our best to make sure that people get knowledge on what it is that you guys are providing to them. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, thank you. And please stay safe. <laughs>